Some time ago, I came across journal entries that I used to write as as a little kid. That in in uh, for for uh, I guess we had to, to write uh, about our days and stuff like that. And every single entry was basically, I had uh, I ate something blah 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 for lunch. It was fun. I went to the park. It was fun. I went here. It was fun. It I did this. It was fun. Every single entry, the same exact thing. <laughs> uh, so. What is this uh, indicative of? It's indicative of obviously uh, the uh, the slight, the, the tiny little depth of thought uh, as uh, befits a, a child, and um, we see uh, here that uh, a great way to, to figure out our, our depth of thought is to try to write something and see what it is that comes out and what it is that we can write. If the only thing that we can write is 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 what I would write. Uh, uh, the the day was nice. It was fun. It was sunny out. It was fun. And that shows that we have some work to do as it concerns uh, our mind and, and our development. And um, anyhow, the, the the idea is that um, it, it, what would be something that would enable us to write something other than that, something deep, quote unquote, something profound. Um, it would be uh, uh, the existence in, in our mind. Again, these are all, we're speaking kind of metaphorically, if that's the right word, uh, conceptually, as opposed to literally or, or, or something like that, meaning we're get, get, we have to kind of clear our mind of these ideas. The MRI scan, the, let me look under the microscope, we kind of have to speak a little bit poetically, maybe, if that's the right word. Uh, the existence in our mind of a genuine kind of a conceptual world, of a, of a genuine world of, of thought, um, and uh, meaning we see let's say uh, we have a, a pet uh, uh, turtle. So the pet turtle is is also real as we understand it has impulses and desires and aversions and likes and dislikes. It goes toward the food and if uh, and something scares it, it goes into its shell. So it's a complex being. And yet if we, it, it, let's say theoretically, it could write, what could it write? It couldn't write anything other than, excuse me, in its initial state, uh, I'm hungry, uh, I'm cold, I'm hot. Give me uh, some lettuce to munch on. I need more fresh water. Take out my my uh, stuff where, where I soiled myself. So forth and so on. Right? That's all I could write because there wouldn't be, we can't imagine it, that a, a turtle has too much going for it mentally. And that's why it's a turtle. So we say that our species, we have the remarkable gift of uh, a, a rational, highly, highly intelligent mind. And again, it, obviously it varies from person to person, but would say even somebody who is on the level of a forest gum is an absolute genius compared to any other animal and uh, in the amount of concepts that he or she inevitably still has obviously there's some extreme disabilities and and, and, and disorders and dysfunctions uh, both um, co- congenital and uh, acquired and different kinds of things brain damage but presuming any kind of degree of function even a uh, uh, a little bit of speech, even a little bit of cognition, uh, then uh, there's a, a huge leap that that uh, that, uh, that occurs between all other life and us, and, and a massive amount of concepts we have to be able to, to understand. Because we sometimes think that maybe concepts are something complicated that we read in a textbook, but the fact is, uh, something like a stone or a rock is a concept. If we really think about it, we have to assemble it. We have to give something a name. We have to induct from the particularities, from the sense sensations and build a, a, an object in our mind and then 
understand that every instance uh, of certain uh, touch and sight sensations indicate the same object. So it's an extreme feat of intelligence to be able to uh, 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 comprehend that there is such a thing as a pebble right? in, in general. That uh, there's such a thing as, as time is, is, uh, is an absolutely remarkable uh, feat of cognition, right? We also think time is, is, is a real absolute thing. That's across the board. The turtle also senses time. The ant does. But we see if we think about it, it, it may not be so simple. And uh, for example, if we, um, let's say we're running a timer, right? And uh, we can, at any time, we can pause the timer. And what are we going to see? We're only going to see, are we going to see movement? No, we're only going to see a single digit. So that indicates to us that, and yet, right, and when we start the timer, it's, uh, it, we see what we call motion. So if there's only ever a single digit at a time, where does the motion come from? So as we would then uh, uh, kind of um, postulate that there's a capacity that we would call memory or recallability and that it is bringing into the any given present moment the past few impressions and comparing and contrasting them, thus creating this impression of motion. Further, we say that with a camera, we can take a picture of anything at all. If it, the camera is uh, whatever the, the technical specs are there, if it can take a picture fast enough, we can capture the, the moment that uh, a bullet leaves a gun. We can capture the moment uh, a, a NASCAR uh, car speeding at uh, however fast they, they speed at hits a turn. So we see then how does it, how come there's motion? How come there's an impression that there's something other than still images? So it presumably uh, necessitates the same thing, a recallability uh, to bring into any given instance what was perceived in the past few instances. Uh, this can be made apparent if, for example, we, uh, let's say we have a, a stopwatch and we stop it at a given time, uh, let's say one minute and, and 37 seconds, and then we leave and do something else and we come back and let's say maybe there's other people walking around and we look and we can't remember if it's, if the time, stopwatch has moved or not. Why? Because we can't remember the digit that was there prior. All right, so it's like, was it was it 137 or 138 or 136? What did it move? So we see that that uh, it's the recallability that would enable us to, to decide, uh, conclusively establish whether or not the stopwatch had moved. So we see that it stands to reason it's the same exact thing, even when it's not uh, a few hours in between, but at all times. It's just that it's shorted. We have to remember what was had a millisecond ago in order to establish that there is something different now. So our whole concept of of time hangs on motion and all of motion, apparently what we call motion at least, uh, as it comes across to us, hangs on recallability, uh, which hangs on our cognitive capacities. Uh, never mind something such as the concept of my life that stretches backward and forward in history and time. So consequently, we can't imagine that animals, for example, live in time or, or in time that extends more than a few seconds backward and forward. It's a very slight recollection of what was there. Uh, maybe some of the higher, more, more intelligent ones do, but, but nonetheless, it will be the same thing then, that uh, it would be hanging on their cognitive uh, capacities. So consequently, a person that the, it, we would call kind of uh, on the level of Forrest Gump, in as much as he or she still is able to bear this concept in mind, here is my life, I was the same person five years ago, uh, th there's, this happened yesterday, this happened even two hours ago, Never mind any even the most fabulous notions of history and continuity with the past. That's an amazing, incredible cognitive feat. Right? But we're, it's so uh, common and, and we're so used to it that we don't notice it that way. Just quick uh, aside, actually, uh, on that note, there's a, 
there, there was a fella. He might still be around. We need to check. Uh, his name is uh, Clive Waring, and he, he's in, he was or is in England. And uh, he was a, a very capable fella. He was a, a musician, married, children, and uh, or at least married, family life, all that. And uh, he had uh, something, some kind of, uh, some kind of medical issue, and he lost his short-term memory. So it, by him, we see interviews with him, and, and it reviews how uh, what he writes in his journal. So, for example, in his journal, he writes, I am awake. And then he crosses it out and says, no, I am awake now. A few seconds later, no, that was a lie. I am awake now. And again and again and again until probably somebody takes away the journal. So his wife comes in to see him. He recognizes her somehow. He says, hey, baby, I'm so glad to see you, honey, sweetie. And she walks out uh, 30 seconds later. Uh, for 30 seconds, comes back or 40 seconds, whatever it may be, a minute. Hey, I'm so glad to see him again and again and again. And he can, and amazingly, the, the man can talk. He can talk about his condition. He can talk about uh, his experience. And he says, it's like, a, there's no, there's nothing except the, uh, the, the present few seconds, which are constantly being renewed. So we see, all right, what's, what's there to say of uh, history, ancient times, medieval times, the Renaissance to this guy? What's there to say of uh, his childhood, of his early adulthood? There's just these few seconds. So we're different than that, most of us. So we see, again, it, it points to incredible mental uh, capacity. So we should all be very grateful and appreciative of, of what we do have. But anyhow, if we do want to uh, build on it and expand on it, we need to kind of separate ourselves more and more from the, the some, somebody like a turtle or something like a turtle, a chipmunk. We need to acquire ideas. We need to acquire a conceptual world. So here, based on what we were just saying, or in reference to that, we would say that acquiring the notion of history is um, would be an example of that. If, if nobody taught us that there's a history, says who? Where's the history, right? Where, where, we're uh, a, a tween. We, all we know is uh, the latest social media and videos and stuff like that. And we're not, we don't pay attention in school. Where exactly is ancient Rome, ancient Greece, medieval Europe, uh, China uh, during this dynasty and that dynasty, India during this uh, civilizational period and that one, the Middle East, Africa, North America, South America, and Mayan times, all kinds of things. Where is it? Nowhere. For the kid. Nowhere. Hey, we can say it's really there. Well, where is it? Well, can you see it through a, a microscope? Can you take a picture of it? No, we can take a picture of uh, artifacts, but that's very different from uh, the history. So history, is a, we would say, is a conceptual world that has to be built in each individual mind that comes along. A, a, a kid isn't born with these notions. So here we would then, in order to increase our depth of thought so that we're not only on that superficial, it was fun level, we would need to adequately learn history, but to adequately learn history doesn't mean simply knowing a bunch of facts, even though that could be a big uh, uh, kind of uh, benefit for, for sure. And especially with a lot of young people these days, apparently some of them don't know not, not only when World War II was, but what World War II was. Or if they do know when, they say, oh, when is it, 1900, 1800? Ask a, a kid, how old is in the United States? How old is the United States? Uh, 700 years old, 800 years old? And we, we might ask uh, in, in Britain, teenagers, do you know that America was a colony of your country? What? No way. You're lying. Get out of here. I'm right? asking an American, do you know somebody maybe like Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin? Uh, that, that maybe kids learn in school. Somebody maybe like William James. Uh, it, no idea. Right? We have somebody in, in uh, England, Churchill, again, maybe they heard, but uh, maybe somebody like John Locke or Samuel Johnson I have no idea. So that just shows how, how the, the 
the state of education. That should be a bare minimum. But even if uh, we were to acquire such basic facts, it wouldn't be enough to really have the concept of history because there has to be a story in our mind. There has to be some kind of narrative. There has to be some kind of, say, maybe even philosophical uh, interpretation of the past, meaning is history linear? Is history cyclical? Has there been improvement? How does human nature stand today to what it was a few thousand years ago? What about technology? What about science? What about philosophy? What about medicine? What about culture? So we have to build this world in our mind. It's not just there. The same thing uh, then, of course, would go for uh, any and every field. Um, we, we think, again, that it's enough just to know the things that, for example, in the physics textbook, and that we understand how the world works, but to really have some, have some depth of thought concerning nature, it's a big, big uh, kind of a, a undertaking. We have to build this entire vast universe in our mind with so many different concepts and ideas and, and not just be able to say theories or, 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 or uh, hypotheses and words, but really uh, deeply understand them and be able to elaborate and, and, and go back and forth uh, and so forth and so on. Right? And the same thing then would go for human nature, for psychology. The same thing would go for... Um, uh, what other fields are there for anything like art and culture and music in order to, to have the, the depth of thought concerning uh, these things it has to be acquired it has to be built and, and constructed and um, kind of we can always measure where we are by doing something like that by writing a, a writing sample uh, but the thing we have to understand is is that we cannot parrot what we've heard right? this is uh, what we think that, that another kind of uh, thing that that is worth paying attention to is that it's not the same thing to repeat and reiterate lines that we've heard as it is to properly comprehend something and we think otherwise so we think as long as i can repeat what i've heard concerning such and such topic i know what it is that's how we're evaluated in school and uh, uh, generally speaking all right pop quiz select the correct answer so no that's good for getting a pop quiz it's not good for building the conceptual world it's a good start again we need a good decent bulk of just raw information it can be very helpful but it's not enough we have to understand things for ourselves we can't be like a parrot right we can teach a parrot let's say i mean maybe it's not practically possible to have a parrot uh recite that kind of a, a history book but let's say theoretically it's not logically conceptually problematic to imagine that we can have a parrot uh, recite a, a history book from a to b or from the first page to the last page doesn't mean that parrot would have any notion of history in its mind that's the same thing by us. We need to actually think, and it's, it's painful to think. It's like building muscle, except the inner equivalent. It's not enough just to move around. It's not enough just to, to read thoughtlessly or just to re reiterate things or repeat things. We have to exert ourselves. It's painful. It's tough. It's very, very grueling, difficult work uh, that uh, it, it maybe gets easier once we get the hang of it, but maybe not that much easier. And that's why most of us avoid it, and we simply look for further statements to make, and we see a way to figure out what kind of depth of thought somebody has is to push back a little bit as to what they're saying and we see it's like frequently it's like talking to uh one of these uh scammy what is it uh phone calls we get it says uh right, uh, hello thank you for uh for uh, considering this service right are you a person yes i'm a person you know these robot calls that uh pretend to be like people it's a little pause and then it gives a scripted line so it's the same thing a person is is uh, put, there's some pushback as to what they say. They pause a little bit. They think about what they've heard somebody else say or what they've read, and then they recite it back. Uh, right? And then uh, you push back again in the same thing. And then once the, the arguments run out, 
I can't believe you don't believe me. I can't believe you're questioning me. You're evil. You're awful for disagreeing with me. Do you think I'm a sucker? And we leave. And that's it. And that's the extent of our depth of thought. So if we don't want to kind of remain on that level, we have to actually think and acquire the ideas for ourselves. We have to process things. We have to refer things to our own, to ourselves. And we want to learn psychology. It's not enough to learn about theories. We need to th- observe things in ourselves. We want to learn about the physics and how the world works. Not enough to, to learn a bunch of numbers. We need to observe actual phenomena, observe our experience, observe sound and light and, and touch and smell, how sensations work and, and all kinds of things. All right? So uh, that, that's kind of the idea there. And, 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 and with anything else, obviously, with, with art, with music, culture and, and so forth and so on. We need to have the experiences. We need to pay attention, all kinds of things. But that's the, that's the bottom line. Uh, we, should, we can always test ourselves, and we, maybe we should if we want to go down that route uh, once in a while, write a, a paragraph as, uh, where we forbid ourselves from mentioning, uh, re- repeating anything that we've point blank, that, that we've read somewhere or heard somewhere, where we do, obviously we, don't, we can't speak about something uh, like politics or the weather or speak about ourselves and, and what we like and dislike where we, we strictly speak uh, or write about an, a, ideas. Uh, and um, we, we see we, we can, we're going to start out and we won't be able to write anything at all in all likelihood. Uh, again, as, assuming that we're strict with not repeating things. We think, oh, yeah, I, know, I, I know an idea. I, I read somewhere that, uh, you know, this thing about this and that. So if we really are disciplined about not repeating anything at all that we've heard. We're not going to have, we're almost certainly not going to have anything to say, but it, we deal with the pain. We don't run away. Next time we come back, maybe we're going to have two or three words at the beginning of a sentence and a, a little more work and a, a sentence, two sentences. Once we get the ball rolling, it, we could theoretically get to a point where we can write hundreds and thousands of pages strictly dealing with ideas, never re- repeating what anybody says never talking about ourselves or about politics or about the weather or anything like that, never simply recombining words, which is the other thing that we always have to be on the lookout for, that we simply recombine words. Talk about an idea. Okay, I have an idea that uh, the, the universe is all one and it's all love and we're vibrating and holding hands with the stars and the moon and it's... A, so we can't just regurgitate words. That doesn't count either. The words have to be precise. They have to be clear. They have to indicate something that can be conceived by us. And if we're using the normative language by others who read as well. So we, 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 it, be, it could be a very good idea to, to get that ball rolling. All right. So let's think about it. Thank you for listening.